Welcome to the Talent Talk with Robert Walters podcast, where we speak to business leaders around the globe to bring you the latest trends and insights from the world of work. Welcome everyone to our Talent Talks with Robert Walters. My name is Daniel Connors. I head up the Financial Services Division in London. Uh, and I'm delighted to be joined to one of the principals on the financial services accounting team, uh, Richard Johnson. Hello, Richard. Hi. How are you doing, everyone? Uh, Richard specialises in the senior accounting uh, finance uh, market, as I in, in London. Uh, and he's joining us today to give us a bit of a recap of 2020. Uh, and then also to, to share his thoughts on what he thinks uh, is going to uh, happen in the market uh, looking forward into to 2021. He's going to look in his little crystal ball for us. So, um, mm. Richard, uh, COVID-19 is probably the, the, the topic everyone's talking about. How has it impacted banking finance, uh, regulatory and treasury uh, in, in 2020? Hi, everyone. Yeah, it, well, needless to say, it's certainly been a turbulent year, I'd say one of two halves and we experienced a sharp and rather severe decline you know followed by continual growth and development and breaking that down uh, beginning of March end of Feb you know I think the whole sector had to rapidly um, adjust to remote working models Um, so hiring naturally went on pause whilst um, business leaders and teams employees etc all adjusted to their new processes, the new routines, getting hold of software and hardware to effectively work from home. Um, But firms did experience a benefit, I would say. Um, You know, employees being able to uh, demonstrate, you know, their work ethic, take up more responsibility. uh, And we saw that consequently resulting in, in, you know, internal promotions. Um, So, yeah, it's been, been quite an interesting first part of uh, of the year at least um you, know, so you mentioned that there was um there was a a, a pause on, on hiring Would, to delve into that a little bit but was there a high degree of scrutiny placed on on roles yeah absolutely i mean obviously the the, the approvals that needed to, to take place to get hiring signed off were obviously increased. Um, critical hires were, were obviously deemed necessary and were permitted. And, and you know, regulatory and treasury, I'd say above, you know, more orthodox finance areas were certainly um, considered uh, critical, um, particularly because of the pressures experienced by the regulators, um, which we can obviously discuss uh, uh, later. But I think once once those firms got the costs under control, you know, they'd utilised the furlough scheme, implemented, you know, the working from home and operating models. Um, you know, the pandemic began to be viewed as something rather finite, you know, and something we had to work with and around. Um, and that's when we started to see things develop, I'd say. Okay. And, and so yeah, I think we, we saw that ac- across the market where people realised, particularly in financial services, that the, the world kept spinning. There was a, a need to continue to operating and, and trading um, on, on a day-to-day basis. Um, is, is there anything specifically within uh, finance, treasury and, and regulatory that, that, that you notice across bank, banking and financial services with regard to this? Yeah, I'd say that certainly the pressure on the reg teams and the treasury functions, you know, has been unrelenting and, and finance to, to, to lesser extent, you know, despite the pandemic, you know, the, the from the regulators and auditors, the focus on liquidity, capital, thematic reviews, you know, eyeball, and then we've got Brexit, you know, 
it's all impacted those functions, you know, whether it be reporting, policy or accounting, um, demand at all levels has has outweighed supply. Um, I'd say for for finance and accounting teams specifically, they've been on a bit of a journey. You know, the initial demand was to get controls and processes in place. But then as the years of year has evolved, attention has been paid more toward financial planning analysis, finance business partnering, simply because firms want to manage their costs and budgets and and maximize revenue opportunities. Yeah, I think that's that's been uh, again industry wide. I think as firms uh, felt more comfortable with with um, the, the, the state of play as it was and, and viewed things as, as quite finite, they they started to look in, into the future a bit more and, and try to identify potential opportunities. In fact, um, you mentioned there with uh, briefly around the, the candidate market and where sort of demand did exceed supply for for quite sort of specific and, and technical roles. What was the overall effect on the uh, on the candidate market through 2020? Yeah, you, well, you know, we can't avoid the, the, the fact um, that firms have had to make some tough decisions, whether it be around restructuring, uh, redundancies, you know, and that's naturally brought candidates to the market, um, generally speaking, you know, in cross-professional, all sort of white-collar professional services. Um you know, but whilst we've seen, you know, an increase in candidates coming to the market for certain areas requiring subject matter expertise, there are still skill shortages, um, you know, with professionals in those areas of employment being far less proactive in searching, you know, those that would have considered a move in 2020, probably more reluctant for obvious reasons, um, and, and wanting to see what 2021 brings. Um, you know, the news of the vaccine, I think, was certainly... Um, increased confidence in that market and hopefully those that were considering a move this year will look to do so next year that thus stimulating the market um do you feel you know, there was a, a real fear of sort of last one in first one out for, for candidates that, uh, that were moving yeah absolutely and i think that's certainly been um witnessed through uh counter offers i think you know this year and um, those that have had people that have had any notice have entertain counter offers or or actually accepted them more so than they probably would have done in other years um i'd also say the expectations of candidates have evolved um this year as well um so you know security well-being learning and development you know things that aren't it's hard to quantify but they're becoming increasingly important and huge um deal breakers for, for those people that are considering opportunities I think the the amount of uh, counter offers we have seen through the year is actually an, an indication, also too, of how hard it is for for firms to hire, particularly in in very technical roles. They recognise that losing a, a a member of staff, a critical member of staff, the the challenges in in replacing them, um, and the 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 cost involved in that is quite high. Yeah, absolutely, and and it's being creative in twenty twenty one is certainly going to be be the key i mean you know as we as we look into 2021 and we're thinking about um you know what the the, the so i guess the biggest trends across those areas of finance reg and, and treasury you know we started to see it already you know that the themes have already been emerging um but i think it's going to be um very much in focus in 2021 you know continued demand for professionals um at a senior level, as opposed to hiring more junior um, candidates and having to train and upskill them, you know that's going to continue in 2021. Um, 
it's going to be far more easier for an employer to lead an experienced professional remotely than it is to fully train someone from the ground up. Also, the demand of the regulators and the pressure that businesses are under mean that they need to deliver things far quicker than they than they probably would 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 like to. So they need someone with experience to hit, to hit the ground running, so to speak. Um, and do, do you also looking into twenty twenty nine? Do you do you anticipate there will still be a, a reluctance by candidates to, to actively enter the market? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- there will be a continued reticence by candidates. Um, and I think that will be particularly true for top talent or, or talent within those subject matter um, expert areas. Um, the key to accessing these candidates will be to simply engage your trusted recruitment partners and agencies to to represent your business out in the market and 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 source the best latent professionals that are out there um you know i think it, it seems to be that the, the yeah that a much more proactive approach is is often needed particularly for a lot of these more more technical roles um i, I guess you, you mentioned looking back at, at 2020 the the flexible working arrangements working from home etc um is this something you feel like is going to continue through 2021 or, or do you feel like we'll return back to, to, to normal in inverted commas? No, I, th- I think 2021 will see businesses, you know, take full advantage of, I guess, the financial opportunity around their, um, I guess, their, their real estate presence, uh, looking at their, um, uh, how much office space they actually need and uh and maybe moving to more remote and hot desk models where you know most firms and and businesses that i'm in contact with you know they're looking at on average a 50 percent working week in the city in their office sorry um you know two or three days from from home obviously managing that amongst your teams and and with your managers um you know we're currently doing it 100 percent, so you know 50 percent it will be manageable and I think it's going to be important certainly for companies to manage their culture and uh, and values and and certainly train more junior professionals and new starters um so there will there will be that flexibility but I can't see it going back to 100 percent I think the, the other thing to mention there is that the kick-on effect it has from a um morale point of view and and the the, the fact that people are working part-time from home at the moment that it is something that the I, I, feel like would be embraced as we as we move forward um i, I guess still looking at, at 2021 and and uh, what you anticipate are there any particular accounting and, and finance skill sets which you you anticipate will be most in demand yeah i mean we, we've focusing particularly on accounting finance and i'm glad you brought that up you know the demand will, will remain high for books for professionals again with experience and any sme knowledge you know, over the over the years, candidates have gravitated more toward forward-looking commercial and analytical roles. You know, naturally leaving a lack of candidates across the more technical areas of accounting and also treasury. Um, you know, whilst the world of regulation has evolved significantly, um, neither of those technical areas have been careers of choice for the more junior professionals. Um, but I'd say as businesses seek to best position themselves to trade through what will be an uncertain 2021, you know, we are going to see an increased need for qualified accountants across FP&A, financial plan analysis, um, to support business leaders with their decision making, whether that be around um, revenue drivers or, or cost management. 
Um, so I'd also foresee experienced finance business partners and FP&A accountants um, being particularly high. Interesting. Um, but I'd say whatever the skill set, I'll come back to it again, you know, whatever the skill set, do remember that there will be a reticence from candidates to proactively enter the market. You know, this will continue to put strain on on areas that are already short of skills and candidates um, in, in the market. So, again, come back to it, partnering with your uh, trusted um, external representatives is going to be key. Beyond uh, beyond uh, partnering with uh, agencies, is there anything else, you, any other advice you could give to, um, to hiring managers um, looking to recruit or even retain staff through 2021? Yeah, I'd say, you know, starting with retention, I think obviously you always want to look first in-house at, at, at what's at what talent you've got available. I mean, you know, per your offering to new starters, you know, ensure your team are constantly aware and reminded of the support that is available to them, either directly by you or indirectly by the wider business. You know, the support could be in the form of well-being training and or, you know, longer term development. You know, it's it's really imperative that they are constantly reminded, and don't don't assume that they just know it because they're in the team, they're in the business. Um, mm. You know, the pandemic has had a number of effects on the market, but the biggest change has been working from home, and um, it's forced the most resistant of firms into being into having flexible working arrangements, be it part time working from home um, with, with varied working hours. Um, the, the indication is that from clients that this model will will continue, as I mentioned before. Um, and and so we need to, you know, ensure that we are tuned in to our teams um, and, and individuals' well-being and 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 their motivations and drivers. And where you could probably feed off that in person, um, you've probably got to be a bit more direct in in discussing that. Um, obviously, remuneration remunerating your staff fairly and competitively is always is always key. You know. If it takes someone to hand in their notice for you to review their their pay, then then that often is too late. So my advice is to get on the front foot and acknowledge their performance, particularly those that you feel have performed well this year, and uh, and and make them feel you know you know I guess loved you know and, and reward them appropriately and um, to prevent them from even thinking about a move. Um, so retention's key. And there's lots of easy things you can do that aren't necessarily um, financial related first and foremost um, to, to, to make to retain your staff. Um, if however it comes to your recruiting, then you know being accessible or even more accessible to your recruiters who are representing you, your role, your business, whether that be internal recruiters or external, is essential. Um, you know, and being willing to have informal chats with prospective candidates as well. Is crucial as I mentioned before. the The market is full of people who are potentially going to consider a move, but don't have a CV ready and not considered considering themselves proactive in any sense. So, you know, the fact that a recruiter or, or your internal partners can say, "Look, I'm in direct contact with the hiring manager, um, and they're willing to have an informal call with you to see if this could be something worth pursuing." You know, for the sake of that twenty minute initial call. Could, could be the difference between you landing your absolute ideal candidate or just getting the best of whoever is proactively looking. Um, so yeah. th- that would certainly be a key, a key piece of advice from my side. 
Interesting. And, and again, looking looking forward to, to next year, is there anything that you anticipate um, around volumes, a particular area that's going to be a, a focus or sort of, sort of salaries? Do you, do you anticipate changes in, in uh, salaries or, or rates for that matter? I, I, I'd say generally there's not going to be a sweeping increase in salaries for 2021. Obviously, some businesses have copped it harder than others, so the focus is on cost. And you know, but for a limited number of candidates, particularly in those those areas of specialisms, you know, whether it be treasury or reg or, or areas of finance policy, etc., then you know, salaries would be growing circa five percent. Um, but I think when we look at irrespective of candidates' current salaries, if we then take a shift in thinking about okay, what if I'm hiring, you know, candidates' expectations, salary expectations are going to significantly increase next year. So, you know, throughout 2020, the, the trend has been companies have been coming to the market willing to offer what candidates are already getting paid in, 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 in the large majority of cases. That's going to have to be addressed. Um, you, you know, you'll save a lot of time if you get all the relevant market intel up front so you can make a meaningful offer to your successful candidate. You know, so that's a case of looking externally at benchmarking and salary trend informations as opposed to benchmarking against your current teams, um, you know, for the, to compete for the top talent and to mitigate any impact of counter offers. I would say firms would need to be willing to pay anything up to, if not at least 20 percent on a candidate's current salary um, to guarantee that that sort of that, that higher. Absolutely. And I think um, from what we've seen, it, it, it's often better to, to put your, your best offer out initially um, as opposed to, to going back and forth. So from what I've seen, it, it seems like a, a, an elongated process will generally mean the candidate won't end up moving. Yeah, absolutely. The impact of that, that first up offer is huge um, psychologically um, for the, 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 the candidate. You know, that first up offer is you demonstrating how much you value them and how much you want them on board. So, you know, I appreciate there's a cost battle there, but stretching it, you know, you will set a, a fantastic like starting point from which that person's going to join in a very buoyant frame of mind and will, you know, get their head down and get stuck in and make that meaningful impact, you know, for the sake of what we're probably two, three thousand pounds, you know, in the grand scheme of things, what you'll get in return will certainly make up for that. Great. Awesome. All right. Well, um, thanks Rich for, for, for taking the time today. Um, some, some really interesting pieces there, uh, some insights into to next year and a, a great review of um, 2020. So uh, thanks very much for your time. No problem at all. Many thanks. Thanks.